just good to read and see what you're reading. <clears throat> the Bible says, Isaiah says, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? I want the arm of the Lord to be revealed this morning. The arm of the Lord is the power of the Lord, the ways of the Lord, the wisdom of the Lord, and the understanding of the Lord. Who? You need to see the arm of the Lord revealed in your life. That's the fruit, as uh, Miss Ramona was talking about. It's, it's actually the words that you hear begin to infiltrate your behaviors and then all of a sudden the proof of the word has come alive and you're experiencing the word of God and the truth in your life and it pleases the Lord. Uh, in Hebrews, this is another scripture that everybody knows and I'd like you to put it up there. And uh, the Lord just gave me this breakdown of this scripture. And the Bible says, now faith, y'all know this scripture. Now faith, it's now, it's not yesterday, it's not even tomorrow faith, it's now faith, right where you are now, today, this minute, this moment. Now faith, <clears throat> and faith is something that God has already given every believer. Now faith is the substance. Everybody say substance. substance. This podium has substance. Those chairs have substance. The flooring has substance. The the uh, concrete, it is substance. So faith has substance, but it's God's substance. Now listen to this. Now faith is the substance of things. Doesn't that sound like it materializes? Doesn't it sound like it will be exposed to be seen? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, what you hope for, you can't actually hold. It's in the future. It's something to come. Y'all with me? It doesn't have substance. It has not materialized yet. So listen, now faith is the substance, God's substance, of things hoped for. So you can't hold that right now. The evidence. Now, evidence has substance too. Evidence is something we can actually see and something we can actually touch. So it says evidence of things. There it is again, not seen. Well, there's the hope that we can't see. Do y'all have this? And so my point is, it doesn't matter what you don't have or what you see. If you have the substance of God, it can make it to be. Whatever his promise is, the substance of God will make it to be. And first of all, you have to hear it to have hope. And then you put your faith in the hope that you see, but you don't hold. And faith has a way of hooking hope in the future and bringing it in the now. Some of y'all looking at me like a cow at a new gate. I don't know if I want to go there or not, but this is the substance of God that he's put inside of each and every one of us. So this morning, I want you to demonstrate your faith. Faith needs to work. Faith without works is dead. Like the body without the spirit being born again is dead. 
It's walking around. It may look alive, but it's dead. You remember, you remember who you were before you were born again? You were a walking dead man. Your spirit was not yet regenerated. You were not yet born again. So, let's go to a scripture, and we're going to actually see faith demonstrated. And this is a continuation of uh, the series that I have been, been doing. And basically, the title of my series has been Digging Deep Develops Discipline. From the beginning of the year, we decided we're going to dig deeper into the Word and stay longer. And so digging deep develops discipline. And I'll explain that a little more clearer after we read a few of these scriptures. Mark 3, and we're going to read seven verses. I'm in the New King James Version. Tell your neighbor, get ready. And he, Jesus, entered the synagogue again. So he's going back in a place he's already been in. A man was there who had a withered hand. Can you picture that? It, it, it don't work. So listen to this. There's a man with a problem and a man with a need. So they watched him closely, the religious people. They watched Jesus very closely whether he would heal him on the Sabbath. Man, when I read that, this is what I got. Because these religious people were trying to trap Jesus, and basically they didn't want him to heal on the Sabbath day. But I got news for you. God's got a day for you. God had a day for this man. He didn't even know it yet. And the religious people were fighting that day that the Lord had set up for this man. So I'm going to tell you that again. I need some now faith here. I need people to be expecting. God has a day for you. God has a time for you. God has a moment for you. And you need to seize it. And as I preach this message, there's going to be things you need to lean into. There's gonna, there needs to be some things that you just grab. Yes, I needed to hear that. I needed that in my spirit. Man, I'm excited about this. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath. They knew he was going to heal him because he'd been healing. He went about doing good and healing all of those that were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. He was anointed by the power of the Holy Ghost. And he said to the man, they're getting nervous right now, who had the withered hand, step forward. Basically, he said, stand up. He said, stand up. Don't take much faith to do that. If you've got anything withered in your life, and it needs strength, it needs some bone and it needs some muscle, whether it be physical, financially, in your marriage, in any way in your life, there's something that has dried up, something's not right. You might be handicapped in that area or limited in that area. I want you to do the same thing that man did. Stand up right now. Just stand up. Just, just stand up. Just stand up. Just stand up, any area, 
any area, any deficiency, any area that, that needs to be restored. Come on, just be honest with yourself. Don't deceive yourself by not standing up. There got to be an area. Got to, it, it may be an area in your family, in your, in, your, in your walk with the Lord, in your talk with the Lord, maybe your business, maybe your ministry. It just doesn't matter. The Lord wants to heal you today. The Lord wants to bring something to you today to change that situation. So, Lord, I thank you. I'm not Jesus, but I am the messenger today, as he was the messenger of truth to come to that withered thing to get it restored in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, I ask you to honor every person that's standing up right now. First of all, I would ask you to honor them by opening up the ears of their spirit to hear what you want to see, what you want to say this morning, that they can hear something they never heard before, that they can go beyond their limitations and their opinions and their past results and tap into the promise that you have, and it will come to pass in their life. I thank you that this is the beginning of that, Lord, and every need will be supplied in Jesus' name, and I thank you for standing up in faith. You may be seated. I felt the anointing on that. Whew. Step forward. Then he said, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept silent. And when he had looked around at them with anger, he was frustrated at the way these religious people were looking at this man in need because they knew Jesus had the good. But they were more interested in their position and their power and their principles that the man with the need was not even important to them. They were jealous of Jesus and what he was doing. And he was about to steal their places of power and position. And when he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved or sad, by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out. And his hand was restored as whole as the other hand. Then the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. They're not excited for the man they got restored, and they're not excited about the word in the living flesh that's bringing restoration to people. And remember this part in verse 7. But Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude followed him, a great multitude from Galilee, followed him. When I read this story, and it kind of ties into what I've been preaching the last two days, uh, the man with the withered hand, and I did a little research on this, uh, this withered hand has no muscle or no bone. <laughs> so it doesn't operate. 
And so this man had no power to reach, grasp, or hold. How you doing? Good to have you here. So Leslie, uh, I'm going to just ask you to do this with your right hand. Uh, I'm going to give you a bottle of water. So what you do, you reach, you grab, and you hold. That's pretty simple, huh? He couldn't do that. He couldn't reach. He didn't have the power to reach. He didn't have the power to move. He didn't have the power to reach, to grab, and to hold. And the funny thing is that this guy in that synagogue was a, was a real illustration of what the whole place and people were like. Not only did the man have a withered hand, but everybody in there had a withered understanding of the truth. They, they couldn't even extend themselves or reach themselves towards what Jesus was trying to do and what he was saying. So it's amazing how the people that we hang around with can be just as withered as we are. It's funny that some people can limit you, even some church people. That's why I always say, I mean, like this course, go to the course. I mean, don't hang around the crowd that doesn't want to grow. Go to the course. You know, go to, so hang around, what do we call, hang around the eagles. Fly with the eagles, don't hang around with the turkeys. Turkeys look down. <laughs> Turkey got this junk all over their face. The turkeys are ugly. <laughs> they can't even fly. They try, but they're just too heavy with the things of the world. But eagles, they just get a little flap. All of a sudden, the wind of the spirit takes them, and they just soar. So this guy was the very embodiment of the people he was around. His outward appearance were their inward Makeup, withered. I mean, come on. He can't get himself healed. They can't get him healed. So they like stuck with one another. And I read, a, I read another commentary that this guy really wasn't even supposed to be in the synagogue. They would treat him like a leper. You know what they did? Lepers, they stoned him. So Jesus is actually asking the question, on the day of the Sabbath, do we give life or do we kill? They were wanting to kill. They were he was totally messing up their theology. He was messing up their day and their time and all of their traditions. And how many of y'all know the tri traditions of men can cause the word of God to have no effect? So they were actually twisting the scriptures in front of the truth, saying this is not the day to do that. Everything's wrong. But Jesus comes, and he really is the outstretched arm of the Father. He is the good report. Y'all with me? He's the extension of all of heaven coming to help humanity. They can't even see it. 
This is a, this is a good story right here. It's funny how when the truth comes, religion wants to jump right in the way between what needs to be done. Isn't that right? As, as soon as you start believing God for something big, somebody's going to say, well, you know, you never know. <laughs> so what's happening right now, religion is, religion is trying to get between the truth and the need. And Jesus is willing and desiring to help this man. Tell your neighbor, don't miss this. Don't miss this opportunity. See, there's an opportunity. Tell your neighbor, don't miss this opportunity. There's an opportunity being extended to this man. And it's not a good environment. I mean, you know, the Lord, the word is coming like a light and the word is coming as life. And the word is being extended to a man that has no reach. The word wants to give something to the man that he can't grasp. The word wants to bring something to the man that he can't even hold, literally. Don't miss out today. Don't miss your opportunity today because God is extending something to you. Don't miss his promise that he's trying to give to you. Everybody here has a withered mentality. You ever get around people just a withered mentality? They're crazy. <laughs> or they perish for the lack of knowledge. They're religious. They got the bumper sticker. They wear the cross. You know, they say in the right thing. But they have no understanding. And you understand it. When we begin to get an understanding of the word of God, whether it be in the area of marriage, finances, or, or whatever, when we get an understanding of that, then we're standing on the rock. And that is our foundation. If you continue to live in wrong understanding, you'll stay in that area and won't come out. I don't care how hard or what you try or what you predetermine. If you stay in the wrong mentality and have the wrong understanding and, and you don't want to, I'm going to say the word, stretch out. You don't want to come out past your limitations, past your past, past your opinions and past what you think. You'll just stay where you are. You must stretch. Tell your neighbor, stretch. If you don't stretch, you stay. <laughs> you have to trust God in some areas or you stay. You stay in your own mess. You stay in your own habits. You stay in your own lifestyle. You stay in the job you don't want to be in. You, you won't get into some things that God wants you to be in. You'll stay stuck if you don't stretch out. You know, we have a lot of freedom in America. None of us are going to die in a cage. <laughs> None, unless we put ourselves and do the wrong thing and get thrown in jail. But as of now, we're not going to die in the cage. I'm ready to run wild. How about you? 
But there's some people spiritually, they're going to die in a cage, the cage of their limitations, the cage of what life did to them and what somebody threw at them and the curveball and everything that went wrong, and they're just going to die in the cage rather than stretch out and just run wild and be what God has called you to be. And I'm going to help you this morning do that. When Jesus... Try to do it with an arm. When Jesus told the man to stretch out his arm, he didn't have any stretch out your arm ability. <laughs> there wasn't nothing in his arm to help him stretch out. It, don't you feel like that sometimes? You see the promise of God. God is calling you to do something. And man, it's like, well, I can't do that. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't have the intelligence. Who, me? There's no way. You know, we're talking about going to the next level. Well, you're going to have to do something you've never done before. Well, I don't have it. It don't matter. God's got some substance. There's no substance in that arm. There's no material muscle or bone in that arm to stretch out. This is a good demonstration of faith. The Lord showed me that. Now, the theologian will tell you, just stretch out your arm in faith. But the therapist, anybody ever been to a therapist? You ever been stretched by a therapist? Can I tell them about my therapist? A therapist. I had a little back thing going on. And they wanted to shoot this, shoot that. I said, I ain't doing all that stuff. And they said, well, just go to a therapist. So I went to a therapist. She was about 220. And she laid me on my back in a bed. I'd lay on my back in a bed, and I'd raise up one leg straight up. And she would put her two legs between this leg laying down, I felt violated. <laughs> she's, she's touching all my stuff. She ain't supposed to be touching. <laughs> and she pulls one leg up, and she puts all of her shoulder on that leg and starts, she's, and starts pressing it towards me. And, and she's very, very well endowed and she ain't ashamed of it and I'm sitting there looking at all this junk I just really felt uncomfortable and she's smacking gum and she starts pushing my leg and then she's there's a room full of people and I'm in a bed this lady's on top of me with all this junk and she's chewing gum and pushing my leg further and further and she's carrying on three conversations with everybody in the room. And she starts pushing my leg and I'm not kidding. I want to act like a man, but I ain't feeling manly where I am right now. I'm feeling overpowered by this woman. And she starts pushing that leg 
And when she starts pushing the leg, I mean, I never thought she was going to push it this far. Oh, my God. I started screaming. It hurts so, oh, ah, ah, tears started, ah, ah. My first point, if you hadn't been stretched in an area before, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt your feelings. It's going to hurt your flesh. It's going to hurt your opinion. It's going to hurt so bad you ain't going to want to do it. But you got to press past the pain into the possibility of God doing it. I'm telling you, you just got to press past the hurt. Fear hurts. You got to press past it. The habit hurts. It's hurting everybody. But you got to press past it. Staying where you are and not growing spiritually. You might not tell me it doesn't hurt, but it hurts. It hurts. It hurts to change. It hurts to be transformed. It hurts. It just hurts. You got to get past the hurt of the past to get into the possibilities of God. You just got to press forward. <laughs> that's not me. What God is, that's not me. You don't know if it's not you. If God's calling you to do something, you don't even know the new you. But you got to press past the hurt. You got to press past all this. Your limitations, the obstacles, what's holding you back. Man, I was there. And I mean, it wasn't easy coming out of your shell, coming past what you're used to and what you're comfortable with. But it's killing you. And this is pretty phenomenal what happened. All Jesus didn't heal the man right away. He said, stretch, stretch forth your hand. Nothing happened. Just hearing the word, not going to help you at all. Believe in the word. God's not going to bless what you believe, what you think, what you wish. He's going to bless what you do. And in James, it talks about, don't just be a hearer of the word. Man, people love the word. I'm going to see Pastor Clayton. I mean, he can preach that. I'm going to see Kevin Ray. He can preach. I'm going to see this event. They love the word. It's easy to listen. It's easy to hear. But to do what you're hearing, that's another animal right there. And then the Bible talks about you look in this mirror. It's the mirror of the word of liberty, the word of freedom, the word that changes us. And the Bible goes on to say that God is not going to bless what you hear. And he's really not going to bless you when it's done. He's going to bless you in the doing. Everybody wants to get blessed when it's done. That's not where the blessing is. The Lord showed me this. The blessing is in doing what you hear. It's the process. 
It's the journey. He heard the word, stretch out your hand. He didn't get healed. It looks like to me, we have some responsibility in what we hear. Jesus said, stretch out your hand. Now listen, you know what us crazy matic people would have done if a man comes in with a withered hand? We lay hands on his hand. Doesn't that make sense? <laughs> we get oil. Boom. We lay hands, our hands, on his hands and get that thing out. That's not what Jesus did. He didn't heal him. He challenged him. He did not heal him by what he said. He challenged him by what he said. That's what the word does. It challenges us. <laughs> but then it's up to us. In, the, in Matthew, the, the story of two men building houses, and we know the story. One man built his house on the sand, and the other man built his house on the rock. And you know what? We got that story. And some of us are hoping we're building our house or our life. That was Jesus was not talking about an architectural thing. He was talking about our lives. And then some of us just hope. <laughs> we just wish and dream that we're building our house on the rock. And we, we say, well, we're on this side. And, you know, we know that side's not right. And so it's really not a picking of sides. And, and the Lord showed me, if you read that story, both those men had to deal with sand. And in Luke, one just built his house on the sand. And in Luke, the other, the Bible says that the other man dug down to the rock. They both dealt with sand. One was just interested in exposure and what's above ground, and what people see, and what he can see. But the other one decided, I'm going to remove, because Jesus said, many of you say, Lord, Lord, but you don't listen to my sayings. He said that to those that were following him. And he's still saying that to us today. He's saying, you say, Lord, Lord, but you're not being obedient to my teachings or my sayings. I would say that's sin. I said it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you mean to tell me if you hear and you get a witness and you don't do it, you're missing the mark? Well, of course you are. <laughs> And Jesus said, you saying, Lord, Lord. Listen, if we say, Lord, Lord, we're abiding by his sayings and his teachings. If we say, Lord, Lord, and we're not being obedient, then he's not Lord. Because his word would be valuable to us. And the Lord wasn't just teaching people to be teaching people to see who would build on sand and to see who would build on the rock. The Lord's trying to help us. 
He's trying to help us. He's saying, do it this way. Present it. You know, the description of marriage, the description of giving, the description of uh, how we should handle ourselves in certain situations. It's all described in the Bible. And he said, you can't call me Lord, Lord, and not practice what I'm teaching you. You'll miss the mark. What happens when you miss the mark? Well, you build that part of your life on sand. And so this guy, that one guy, he just went at it. And they both had design for the house. You know you can't build something unless you got a design. And so they both may have had the same design. And really, to have design, that's the word being preached to us. Design, uh, description, how it's going to look, what we can expect. But you understand, that's all good. And you can start to build, but like, our brothers and sisters said this morning, if the foundation's not right, what you build is not going to stand. And what happened in this story, I'm just kind of putting it to a movie. That one guy, he just ran out and started building his house. He had the plans. The other guy had the same plans. And he decided, I'm going to work on the foundation. So he started digging. You know, when I dig, something's moving. And that's where you learn in the doing. This guy started doing something with the word. He started practicing the word. You know, when I got saved, all my friends left me. You know what I did? That's okay. That's all right. I ain't there yet, but I'm going to get there. And you know what? The Lord started dealing with me about my finances and started dealing with me about my, my marriage. And I was hearing the Lord's teaching. And listen to me. I practiced a lot of things and failed miserably. But I got back up again. I started digging. My marriage wasn't right. I wasn't doing right with my children. I was starting to practice the word. In the doing, I began to learn things. But I hadn't got to the rock yet, so I kept digging. I'm going to get there because digging deep develops discipline. And the Lord showed me that discipline is the foundation. Nobody wants to hear that because it takes time. It takes sweat equity. It takes responsibility. And we have to do something. And I've learned whether it be ministry or anything the Lord is calling me to do, it's always bigger than me. But I just start digging. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But you said, start practicing. So I start practicing. Yeah. And it's hard. I'm frustrated. I'm agitated. I don't like it. But I'm digging to a foundation. And once I get it, and I keep practicing, and I fail, and I get up, and I practice it again, all of a sudden after some time, I got it. It's like riding a bike. I got it. You just get on it. You start pedaling. The discipline of the teachings, the practice of the teachings discipline you. you what you know begins to infiltrate your behavior and all your habits and your mind. And all of a sudden you just start doing it. And you finally, how many of y'all got it in some areas of your life? Well, you dug down deep enough, you got a foundation. But today, people don't want foundation. They just want to go build the thing. And it always, it's going to crumble. Yeah. 
It looks good. Matter of fact, this guy outdid the other guy to the world's eyes. But when the storm came and the waters rose and the wind started to blow, this guy was standing on a foundation and that guy's place blew over. So foundation is important and foundation comes from discipline. Now listen, add a lot of grace of God. <laughs> you understand? This is not self-will. This is not self-motivated. This is not what we do on our own. The Holy Ghost partnerships with us. The Word of God comes in a real living way and helps us and guides us and directs us. Next time somebody comes up to you and say, what are you doing? Who are you? I'm a digger. How, what you doing for Christ? I'm just getting my own life right. I'm digging down to the foundation. I got to get my, y'all ever hear this word stand when you've done all stand? You know what that means? You've been digging a long time. You've been digging a long time. Finally, you got your feet on a rock and now you can stand no matter what comes your way. Now listen, if you don't have a foundation in Christ, you're going to backslide. If you don't have a foundation in marriage, you could get divorced. If you don't have a foundation in how to get connected in a church, you're going to leave. So there's a lot of foundations need to be dug. Of course, it's all on Christ. But we have to dig down to the truth, find it for ourselves by practicing. And once we practice it long enough, it becomes experiential knowledge. And then we got it. Can you lose it? You can but that's not the plan. You, you know, you work out your salvation. And all of a sudden, you just, I got it in some areas of my life. And then this is the cool thing. You know, once you get it in one area, the Lord just moves you over here, and you got to find the foundation for that thing now. I mean, I had to get a foundation of ministry. You know, if you start a church, everybody, everybody can quit the church but me. <laughs> I had to dig a foundation like, you know what? I can't leave. Like, like the mama told the, the young man, you better get up and go to church. He said, why? She said, you're the pastor. <laughs> you understand there's some areas of your life that God is calling you to. And we have some young upcoming ministers in here. And there's people working on areas of their life and they come to me and it's hard and, and you know, people don't, people, 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 just shut up and just keep digging. Because it'll come to a place you don't care what people do. And if they do the wrong thing, you really hurt for them, not for yourself, because you're standing on the rock. But until you get on the rock, you're going to get offended at people that don't respond to your commands. <laughs> And you ain't on the rock in that area yet. And well, I had to get on the rock with my children. Are y'all here? Isn't that good? And, and let me say this and then I'll go on. How many of y'all rode by a new site that a building's coming up? If you go up here to the school, Brulee School, it's big. It's massive. How many of y'all, nothing dirt, a lot of dirt. There's a lot of dirt. It's muddy. How many of y'all ever pass up? project like that where they're building the foundation and you pass by and you just stop the car and say, oh my God, look how beautiful that is. Oh my Lord, that is the prettiest foundation I've ever seen in my life. 
Oh, come see, Susan. Come see, Becky. I'm going to take you over. He's taking photographs. Choo, 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 choo. My God, look at that foundation. Oh! Who does that? Nobody. Because it ain't pretty. It ain't never pretty. It hurts you back. It hurts you. It hurts your old nature. It hurts your flesh. Because you got to get in the mind of Christ. You got to let go of the past. You got to crucify the flesh. You got to die daily. You got to take up your cross. You got to love your enemies. Oh, <laughs> shucks. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all with me? Now listen, Christ is the foundation. But in every area of your life, you got to dig down to the place of the truth and you have to stand on it. And it's called practicing the word of God until you get it. Infiltrating your habits, your uh, conversation, your manners, your work, your, your play, your pleasure, just letting the word of God that you hear infiltrate everything you do. Nobody likes that. You know, we the faith bunch, name it and claim it. Man, I'm all into that. I am. I will claim the promise when it comes, but usually God's going to have me do something. I mean, to sow a seed is easy. Bloop. Lord, make it come up. Well, sometimes there's some things you have to continue and endure in because a seed just doesn't come up the minute you drop it in the ground. So there's some time, and usually the Lord is calling you to do something. How many of y'all know it would be better in marriage if, you know, God just helped our spouse? Wouldn't that make marriage just a lot better? That's not the way it works. And if you got that mentality, you're the problem. You're the big problem. And so it's not like that. We, we all have to practice things. Listen, to love one another. Oh. <laughs> I had enough of this plate. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. You don't want to dig. You don't want to get to the place where you're standing on something and you got, you know, you're out of your insecurity, you're out of your fear, you're out of your little hurt and your little past stuff. You know I'm talking to you. I was going to bring my shovel, but I didn't. I have a little bitty shovel. Look like a sissy shovel. It's my mama's shovel. And my daddy taught me how to sharpen a shovel. I'm talking about you could shave with it. My daddy could sharpen a shovel. Because when he had somebody work for him, he knew the man could use the shovel, but he couldn't sharpen it. My daddy would sharpen that shovel and man, when somebody would start digging, the, just the ditch sides were like, it looked like a sculpture. And when you drop that shovel in the ground, it would go shook, and it would stick. If you dropped it on your toe, it would cut your toe off, <coughs> go through your, your shoe. And it was, I have a little shovel. 
Because some people get big shovels and they dig and then they go. Yeah. Ah! Man, I got a little bitty shovel. I go. And whenever you stick a shovel in the ground, something's moving. Something's going to be relocated. Something's going to be taken out the way. See, it's our responsibility to take some things out the way. Because when the word comes, the word has something for you to do. And you know this thing about God's, God's in control. No, he's not. If you're out of control... How can God be in control if you're out of the control and have no discipline in your life? Well, God's got it. No, he don't. You got it messing it up. The messages I've been preaching the last month, it puts all the responsibility on us. It, I mean, and listen, there's grace. There's forgiveness. There's mercy. But listen, there's some things that we have to discipline ourselves in or we all stay crazy. And we just flit around like a butterfly. We'll land here, stay there a while, and then we'll fly over here. This looks good. Stay a while. Y'all know flitters? <laughs> they look good. They might even smell good. But they ain't got, they don't have much. You take a butterfly, boom, he's dead. <laughs> let's get back to the withered arm and so actually Jesus told the man first of all stand up and he did that then he told the man stretch out your hand well he didn't do that yet because this is this is where we all are when it comes to growing this is where we all are when the word of God starts to challenge us. It's like, how can I do that? And Jesus just said, stretch out your arm. Jesus was the word. Jesus was the truth. So he believed the word that came to him, the outstretched arm of God. That's the word of God. To be revealed, the outstretched arm almost to reveal the word of God, manifest the word of God. So when he heard the word, he was strictly believing the word. That's all he had to go on. Everything else, it couldn't work for him. Just the word. And Jesus said, stretch out your hand. And he just went, hmm. How did that happen? The substance of faith. What you don't have, God has. What you need, he can create it. He's miraculous. He, he's supernatural. Come on, are y'all getting this? And everybody likes that, huh? But this is, what hap this is what's happening. He's... Just, I'm telling you, your miracle is so close. What you think you don't have is not the problem. What you don't have can't help you. I'm going to say that again. What you don't have never helps you. I wish I had this. God don't need that. 
Man, if I had this, God don't need that either. If, you, if God gives it to you, fine. But in the meantime, God's going to work with what you have. This guy didn't have much. All he had was the word. And he heard it, but it do, didn't do him any good. He had to do something with what he was given. And the sin that Jesus was talking about, Lord, Lord, but you don't do my saying, Jesus was saying to his followers then, and he was also saying to us, you hear more than you do. You, you're hearing more than you do. And he got frustrated with them too, so he likened this story of the man building on sand and the other man seeing the sand. So it's not a soil test. It's a foundation preparation for life. And the Lord showed me this. We would all be better off if we would just do what the Lord is telling us to do no matter how hard and how painful and how much sweat equity or grunting it takes, you would be better off to do it and do your part, even though it's hard, than not do it and then have to deal with the responsibilities of not doing it. That was good right there. That, I'm telling you, it may seem hard. It's hard to your flesh. It's hard to your mental capacity because he never stretched out his arm. Nobody ever told him he could stretch out his arm. They told him he'd be like that forever. And so the first thing that helped him was people said there was a way out. Jesus said there's a way out. He heard about Jesus healing people, so he found or he heard a way out. This guy I want to meet him when I get to heaven. You know why? Because he did this thing in the midst of criticism. He did it by faith when everybody was looking at him and pulling against him and telling him, this ain't the day and you really don't belong here. We'll kill you. He did it against all odds. What he, he just obeyed the truth. He didn't do it in his own self-ability. Y'all with me? And this, this is, that's how close your breakthrough is. Because we're always thinking about what we don't have. There's some things we have we need to let go of. And there's some things you don't have you need to just don't worry about it. God don't need it. He wants you to hear the word and step into it and do it. So this is the end of my message. <laughs> Jesus, the outstretched arm of God, comes into a withered place, <laughs> withered understanding, with a man with a withered arm, and he actually gets the man with the withered arm healed, but nobody else in that withered place wanted what the man wanted because he had faith he had trust in the truth and Jesus and so this is listen I saw this this is pretty cool Jesus comes the hand of the Lord to a withered place and a withered man and then Jesus withers the Bible says he withdrew he left and that showed me the Lord will come for a moment 
He'll give you a day. He'll give you a moment. He'll give you a time. He'll give you an opportunity. He'll give you a chance. Then he's leaving. Nobody else got it. Nobody else wanted it. And then the Bible says a lot of people followed him. But it wasn't this bunch. There's a moment. And really in our services, we create those moments of opportunity. Because you hear the word of God. And then you have to decide, what are you going to do with it? And there's areas of our life that's just not working. You can't grasp it. You have no ability to reach it. It's beyond you. And if you got it, you couldn't hold it. So you wish and you dream. And you wonder and you wonder why. And I'm telling you, there's an opportunity right now to grab what you need. There's an opportunity right now to grab what you need. And the reason I can talk like this in this church is because you've heard a lot of things. And there's some pretty stable people here. And the Lord showed me the River Church. It don't look that good. Looks dirty. Looks like nothing's going on. You know the foundation? Looks a mess. But over 20 years, we built a foundation. We're about to build. The foundation has been set. People have endured. People have been challenged and stepped into it. People have been digging. There's people here have been digging for you to get right so they could help you. And God wants you to dig so you can get your life on course where you need to be that you can help those that are going to begin to come through that door. Everyone that's left here for whatever reason, they got a foundation. Everyone we sent, they got a foundation. And I feel like we're just getting started. And now, if you hadn't been here long, you get to help us build the building. But you have to build the foundation of your own life or you won't be able to really help us. And man, you know what? Everybody loves the doors and the windows. And look at a pretty roof and bring in the furniture and the interior decorating. Now, we've created a foundation here. Now, you have to do it in every area of your life. You have to dig down to the rock that you can help us build what God wants us to build here. And in this story, he healed one person. So the Lord today, all he can do is heal you. Don't worry about anybody else. He's come to heal you. He's come to touch you. Don't worry about the person next to you. He, he's come for one person today, and that's you. Make you the one person that maybe 
you probably, like me, need the Lord more today than you ever needed him before. If you would, close your eyes. And just give yourself to the Lord, every, everything that you are. Give yourself to the Lord. I'm telling you, God wants to do something great with you. Tremendous with you. But you can't be weary. You can't be not stable. You can't just be blown around by every little wind of affliction or persecution. God wants to ground you. God wants your life to be stable, and he can do it. Did it for me. He's not a respecter of people. He'll do it for you. You know, as I've been talking today, you might say, you know, that all sounds good. It's really what I want. But I don't know how to do it. Well, if you're thinking like that, you heard what I, what I said, just as that man heard what, he, what Jesus said. So now you just need to do something. You need to stretch out into who he wants you to be. And we'll do it like this today. If the Lord is speaking to you, and I'm telling you, you'll have to dig pride out of the way right now. You'll have to dig time out of the way right now. This is your day. This is your moment. You need to seize it. And you might think, well, I'll, I'll just tend to my own business and I'll work it out myself. I wouldn't rely on that if the Lord is speaking to you. If he's speaking to you and you know he's speaking to you, I want you to run up here right now. I want you to come. And as you come, you're sticking the shovel in the ground. As you come, you're wanting something to be moved out of your life that you cannot move yourself. Just come. Just come. Come fast. Come, 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 come. As you come, you're going to stand on the rock. As you come, you're going to stand on sure, solid, certain foundation. Just come. Come. And if anybody comes up here, that doesn't mean you're deep in sin. It doesn't mean you're rebellious. It just means you don't want to stay where you are. Because if you stay where you are, you will stay as you are. And it's time to change. If everyone would, take two steps up. Just take us another step of faith. I appreciate you doing that. And just, 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 just extend. Come on, in your spirit, reach to the Lord. He has something he wants you to grasp. He has something he wants you to hold on to. Up to this point, you couldn't reach it, you couldn't grasp it, and you'd never be able to hold it. But it's different today. This is a new day. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is it. 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 This is it.
the last will be first. You came in last, but you get it. Come on, stretch. It's what, you, it's what the Lord wants you to have. He doesn't want you to be like all those other crazy kids. They have no understanding. I'm telling you, their mental abilities are off because they don't know Jesus. They don't have to stay perishing. And that's a sad thing. It's not, it's not something we laugh at. But God has chosen you. God has called you, so just come, just come, come, come towards him. Step into him, into him, into him. Step into him, into him. Step into him, step into him. Yes, you've come a long ways, keep coming, keep coming. Hey, pretty girl, how you doing? Had a baby. Wow. What's his name? Carter. Carter! <laughs> Lord bless Carter and bless Carter's mama for having Carter. <laughs> and thank you for quick, rapid restoration and strength in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for Miss Stacy. Thank you, Lord, you sent her to us. Thank you, Lord. You're going to be a, the Lord says you're going to be a shovel in many people's lives. You're going to help them move stuff by the words of wisdom that, the God, that God gives you and words of understanding that the Lord gives you. You're a big shovel. You're like a backhoe. <laughs> Ray Ray I love you man it's good I thank you Lord I thank you you're not too old and God's not finished with you and he wants you involved in the, in the final frontier that's right he wants you involved he wants your hand in these last days in the final frontier. He needs you to help pioneer, blaze the trail for many, many coming behind you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Basse, basse. Stretch, 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 stretch. You know, you may have seen or may have felt over the years that you hadn't been seen or not known, but the Lord has watched you like many others here and I'm telling you you also will be in this final finale in this final fight for the victory and the winning of souls so get he's going to use you in a big way hallelujah you too girl you too you you in a, you you are here for such a time as this god is going to use these ladies god ladies warriors Women of God, women of fire. God hadn't forgot you either. In the name of Jesus, God hadn't forgotten y'all. Sheke basa ta basa. Brangeda. Touch Bradley and Wanda, Lord. I thank you. God's pulling y'all. God's saying, come closer. Come up. Come closer. Get connected. Stay with me, the Lord says. Hallelujah. Touch this man, Lord. Touch this man. Touch this man. He's not a respecter of people. Lord, touch Victor. Touch Victor. Touch Victor. Thank you, Lord, for prosperity. Thank you, Lord, for a touch. Divine touch. I thank you. He's closer than what you think. He's nearer than what you think. Sheke broke mahaseke de mahaya. Roto basaya. Brande moka baseke boso. 
lady had issues. The lady had issues. And all she thought about was the issues. And all she could think about was issues until the word came alive inside of her heart. She started running towards the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And she knew if she could have a part of him, then a part of her would be right. And so, Lord, I thank you. By your grace, your amazing grace, show and disperse a part of you that Mary has never been touched by. Your virtue and your power. Your ability and your might. Thank you. Anxiety go, fear go. Thank you, Lord, for healing throughout her body, her family. Everything, 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 everything. Listen, we hadn't come to this place to back up. We have not come to this place. We've dug and we've dug and we've dug and we've dug. We've dug for other people. We've helped other people dig. We have not come to this place to stumble, to fall, or to go without. I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that their feet are upon the rock, the truth of God's word, and what you promised them, long days and strength. So be it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Y'all okay? Amen. In the name of Jesus. So Manande. Hallelujah. Use this young man. Separate from all those that play in the world and play in the things of God. And are not serious about it. You gotta be around them, but you don't have to be of them. You're different. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for this lady. Thank you for what you started. You're complete. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my friends here. Thank you, God, for what you started. You're complete. Thank you, Lord, for my brother. Thank you for that little daughter. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. How y'all doing? How y'all are? I'm telling you, we're going up. We're going up. This is not some fantasy faith. This is not fictitious. This is the will of the Lord. This is Jesus alive, working in our midst. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. People hadn't seen y'all stretch yet. They looked at you a little withered looking. And them old hands, they withered They withered. Whether they with us or whether they not, they withered looking. They just withered looking. There will be no more dry areas of your life. The water of God's word is coming near you. I'm telling you, it will inject life where there's no life. It will bring growth where there was no growth. You're no longer a pot plant. God has rooted you, grounded you. And he's going to build the spiritual biceps of your inner man. 
that you can begin to dig, not only for your own self, but for those around you. You can help them get to the rock. You can help them stand on a sure foundation. You can help them know the cornerstone, the capstone, the most important one. Sheke! Brandara Basata. Haya! Yeah, you'll be the bush that don't burn. The fire will come, but it won't wither. It'll stand. You'll stand the test of time. You will stand the afflictions of persecution. You'll stand the time of being chicken of a hospital and a bavah. Phil! In Jesus' name. 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 I'm ready to pray for you, dude. Break it by say, Monday, Shabbat, sick it about us. John Deke, broke it by sick it about us. God's giving you some new things in the natural.